conductive wire And you were so electric I had no say when you came so near And just passed right through me Hey everyone, welcome to Geekdom is Back. Today we are doing a three-person podcast to discuss Jojo Rabbit. I am joined by Mitchell McDonald and Jonathan Lally. Guys, how are you doing? I'm good, coming to you live from the Grove parking structure in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Perfect. Excellent. (laughs) I am doing wonderful myself. I am coming from my teeny tiny uh, closet-sized office uh, in San Francisco. And I am doing just lovely. Just did a Peloton ride, and my back isn't hurting today, Ooh. so I'm standing. I'm sit. I'm, I, I got myself a sit stand desk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if the Peloton riding is so much the controversial part as so much their awful, awful marketing choices. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but you have to. You have to admit, you know, if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have gotten Brian Reynolds' amazing response. So. It's very uh, true. Yeah, you know, silver linings. But uh, I'm doing well. How are you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, trying to stay warm in the currently 24 degree weather, even though I'm sitting here in shorts because <sighs> I don't know why. <laughs> fair, fair. Goodness. I'm inside at least. It's it's warm inside. It is not warm outside. <laughs> oh my gosh! You guys should come visit in the middle of winter. It'll be great. Uh, You're welcome to come visit us in California. Uh, <laughs> There's two of us. One probably uh, more likely. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to go to Denver at some point for sure, but I yeah. you know that's not even close to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's closer to my cousins. I can make it work. We'll make it work. But yeah, that's where that's Denver's where we'd want to be. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> totally understandable, but why don't we go ahead and jump into Jojo Rabbit? I wanted to take a little bit of a different approach with this movie instead of just talking the usual cast and crew story sort of thing, because I think what really stands out with this movie is Taika Waititi's ability to just bring such goofy, interesting concepts to life. He did it with Thor Ragnarok, which I think is safe to say probably all three of our favorites as far as the uh, Thor movies go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is a Thor favorite. movies. Definitely. Yeah, no <laughs> question. <laughs> and it might even be it's upper up echelon of, uh, of Marvel movies in general. It's pretty agreed. Yeah. yeah, I would I would agree with. I would, it's definitely up there. It's definitely one of the most fun ones. Yeah, and you both were on my case to go see Jojo Rabbit and I was like, guys, I live in the middle of nowhere. I got to wait. <laughs> you oh know, my god. Long, longer I, than you guys do. But <laughs> I definitely hit you up quite a few times and uh I was so excited cuz you're finally What how far are you from the Alamo Draft House though? Like there is one in Colorado. There is one up by my cousins, but it's like now an hour and a half away, at least. Is that where you ended up seeing it? No, I waited until it was at the theater down in Colorado Springs. The only thing I have seen at the Alamo Draft House was when I went to go see El Camino. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have at least been to the Alamo, but, you know... Jonathan, I know we were texting back and forth and I was like, it'll be here eventually and then I'll go see it because it's one of those things where here I get worried that movies will only be in theater for like a week or two and that it's going to snow the whole time and I won't get to go (laughs) or something now. So (laughs) it'll be interesting to see how this winter goes. But Mitchell, I know you've talked a lot about various Taika movies with me. So what was it about this one that you thought just stood out to you? 
Oh, gosh. Okay, so let me paint the picture of my relationship with this movie. Um, I actually went to went into it pretty blind. I went to a preview screen. They do these preview screenings, test screenings in L.A. Uh, pretty frequently, and I got an email for it in, I want to say, April or March. I could look up the actual date, but anyway, several months ago, I got the preview screening email. So we went to this preview screening knowing nothing about it, just knowing it's Taika Waititi, it's about Nazi youth, and uh, it's a comedy. And we were like, oh, how's, I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> so we go in. It was pretty much the same, because sometimes they'll change these movies a lot in between cuts and stuff. It was pretty much the same movie. I think that really the only big change was the uh, Sam Rockwell character. Um, what's His name is like Heidelberg or Heis... Heisenberg or something like We're that. Just I don't I, I'm so used to calling him Hail Hitler because of that one scene. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't remember any. I won't. Admit it, I think I only remember Jojo. Uh, Klinsendorf. Oh, okay. Klinsendorf is his name. I would not have guessed that correctly. <laughs> yeah. I, but anyways, so yeah, it was basically the same movie and I was pretty floored about it my best friend slash a lot of the people i know uh is jewish and so we actually went together and she found it we we went in kind of being like in the first like few minutes we were like i don't know what the tone's gonna be here i don't know this is such a, a difficult thing to really nail but uh after kind of getting into like the the camp sequence and then kind of going on from there, we were like, okay, he, he knows what he's doing here. This, this actually kicks ass. This is awesome. And it ended up being like one of my favorite movies of the year. It was really the only movie I was excited about that I saw in like the first half of this year because it was pretty bad out there. So yeah, we went to the test screening in May and that was great. And I've kind of just loved it ever since I've kind of I was really excited to see what kind of reception it would get I was really I was actually really excited to see how they would market it mm -hmm. because it is in essence kind of unmarketable in a way you know because it, yeah it's <laughs> you can't put like, swastikas everywhere <laughs> yeah in terms of, of like pitches for a movie for the American public to go see and maybe even have an awards consideration like Nazi youth comedy is where the director is playing Hitler is about the most dangerous thing you could get, I would say. But yeah, so I was really, and I am kind of, we can get more into this later, but I'm kind of like, I feel like they did their best, the best that they could in the marketing it because the marketing for it was really based on this is an anti hate satire, was the thing they slapped on every poster trailer piece of marketing for it to really tell people, look, this is about Nazis, but it's a comedy. Is making fun of them. They are bad. You sh should be obvious. Like, <laughs> the kind of world we live in, it's like very, like, apparent that they are evil idiots. But, uh, but yeah, I, I've seen it three times now. I, I've seen uh, the second time. I can talk more about this later, but the second, I work at the uh, Writers Guild of America, and they have screenings with the writers and directors of these movies fairly frequently so i actually went to a screening with a q a with him um that i can talk about now or later because i it helped me put the whole movie into perspective really yeah well real quick jonathan did you see go see jojo rabbit because of taika's involvement in it or was it something that you probably would have seen no matter who was directing it because for me personally 
I don't know anything beyond his work on Thor Ragnarok. I haven't seen oh. what we do in the oh. shadows or any of his other oh. stuff. And oh this kind of just made me want to go watch <laughs> his other movies. So for you, I can't believe you haven't seen what we do in the shadows. I honestly, I, 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 I hold what we do in the shadows to be probably one of my top 10 films. Okay. Um, at oh, least it, 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 and if we're talking comedy, Probably top five. It's up there. I think it's, it's really so good. good. And uh, my old roommate years and years and years ago showed it to me. And I think it's been like <laughs> basically a cult classic uh, ever since. I don't even know what type of release it had when it was out in theaters. I saw it, you know, by renting it and then buying it. But uh, I actually heard that Taika was going to be, you know, I read it probably on like comic book movie or superhero hype or one of those blogs that that was his next project that he was writing a like Hitler Nazi satire and uh you know <laughs> personally like I, I you know I, I was raised Jewish but I do not consider myself very religious I we were uh I think the the correct term is like reform Judaism. That's the type of synagogue we went to. I was bar mitzvahed. My grandparents, however, they are uh the one now, now the one remaining grandparent, both of them at the time, uh, uh, Holocaust survivors. So I've been, you know, to the Holocaust Museum, uh, and uh, it was kind of ingrained in me early on, like mm -hmm. what it was, you know, what my grandparents went through. Uh, however, at the same time, you know, in the recent years, I mean, I feel like the only one that really comes to mind. I guess I could name a few Nazi satires that like make it kind of fun and enjoyable and not too producers serious. Producers is the big one. Oh, I didn't. You know what? I've actually never seen the producers. Uh, oh, wow. I know this is. Uh, I guess you and I are one for one now. Diana, <laughs> uh, I I have not seen the producers. That is on my list. But uh, no, I was thinking uh, the first one that came to mind was the the Tarantino one. Inglorious. Glorious bastards. You know, I thought that was kind of funny, although it was still very much rooted in seriousness. Uh, but when I heard what they were going for with this, it, I, I didn't really have a problem with it because like I said, I love what we do in the shadows. I thought Thor Ragnarok was really great. And when I saw the, the like cast that was behind it, I had a feeling that it was at least something to check out. Um, but you know, with that in mind, like I said, I was raised Jewish, even though I do not consider myself very religious if at all at this point. Um, but I thought it was really well done. I thought his, his type of humor is just very silly. Uh, he's, he's silly humor and that it, it was, uh, it just, you know, once you get past the fact that like, first off, they're all, you know, speaking, uh, English and the funny thing for that, I should mention this is like the first few episodes I watched of Chernobyl, the thing that I couldn't get past is that they were all speaking English. And then for some reason in this movie, I didn't even care. <laughs> like It wasn't yeah. even a big well, not deal. Not only are they speaking English, but they're speaking like very modern English. Yeah, really very modern accents. English. Exactly. And even yeah. like their accents were just like probably a little over the top. But very yeah, very cartoony, you know, just given the actors that were in the film. Um, but overall, yeah, I thought I thought I was very excited when I heard that he was doing it. And I saw the first photo they released uh, of like it was just like a promo photo and it was just him. It was him, uh, the mother, uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson and the kid uh, Jojo sitting at a dinner table. 
And it was just such a ridiculous photo. And I remember <laughs> seeing this and be like, oh, God, I have to see this when it comes out. Um, so I was very excited. I guess like the, the long winded answer to your question is, yes, I was super excited. I was very I've actually not seen his other film. Uh, I think it's like something the Wilder People or something Hunt like for the Hunt Wilder for the people. Wilder. I have not seen that one. I need to check that out. But I love yeah, I need to. I, I absolutely need to check that out. But what we do in the shadows, excellent. You absolutely must. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen this, uh, there's a reason people are talking about it. And the TV show is TV also okay. very good. Um, and the TV show is not a remake. It is set in the same universe. Um, it takes like an episode or two to get its footing, but it's really solid. And it's got a second season going. So yeah. I absolutely was excited. Uh, I knew, like I said, I'm like, I consider myself a moderate Taika Waititi fan as far as like knowing everything he's done. I've seen two of his films before this and uh, was very excited. And I I don't think it, I don't think it uh, did not disappoint. For me, this is one of those things that makes me want to go back and just run through his work because as a director, he actually doesn't have too many things out right now. He has a couple things coming up with the next Thor movie and he has another project that looks like it's slated for 2020. So obviously you guys have given me homework to go see what we do in the shadows. So <laughs> I will be doing that at some point. And, you know, for me, I just saw that he was involved. I saw the cast and I was like, all right, I have to go see this. And I was a little worried that I was going to have to drive pretty far to go see it. But thankfully, I didn't have to. <laughs> and it eventually came to the area because... <laughs> Colorado Springs is at least like the second biggest city, I would say, in Colorado. So, you know, the the Springs will get movies slightly later than Denver, probably. But Mitchell, I know you said you went to the Q&A and it kind of helped bring some more things to light for you. Why don't you go ahead and walk us through what some of those things were? Because, you know, I definitely won't be going to any Q&As anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here. To, I'm just like going to live through you, Mitchell. So okay, well. Share away. <laughs> wow, thanks. Yeah, I've seen all of his movies, I think. I've seen, I'm looking at, yeah, I've seen Ragnarok, What We Do in the Shadows, Wilder People, this. Uh, he has another movie called Boy and another movie called Eagle versus Shark. Yeah, that's, I think, all of them. And they're all uniformly varying levels of good, very funny, sweet. Uh, they can really cut to um, them. They have very pure emotional centers that are very sweet, usually. Um, so yeah, we we went to this Q&A with him, and he is truly so funny. Uh, but the thing he really got at with this movie is he said he wanted to make a there are there are like movies there are so many war movies out there and there aren't really any that deal with children and war because that's kind of like a taboo thing like a taboo thing to put children in war but it is something that happens and it's something that has always happened really because there are always children and there are always wars um so he said he wanted to make sort of a war movie that explains it from a child's perspective and that's why a lot of the emotions in it and a lot of the stuff in it is very like childlike and fantastical and the humor is very silly is because it is trying to come at it from that angle to per, to show these people as a child's approximation of what nazism is or because for jojo it's really just like a cool club with all these cool like uh 
characters and all these like neat uniforms and you get to go to camp with all the other boys and there's this guy that's really cool he's your best friend and he wants uh he wants your people to win the war and like that's great and that's really the op the level that it's like operating on that's why so much of it uh does kind of play that way i know a lot of criticism that i've seen of this movie has really been in the scope of this isn't mean enough to Nazis or this satire really pulls its teeth. And I think that's because it's really a movie that definitely starts very satirical, especially when they're at the camp and whatnot, mm -hmm. but it sort of is more a coming of age story, I think yeah. for Jojo yeah. and sort of coming out of Nazi, the Nazi propaganda and the Nazism and sort of, emerging as like a fully formed person with his own ideas and coming out of this thing. So I think that's really what a lot of people have had problems with here. But yeah, that was the biggest thing that he said. He also, uh, trying to think of other stuff he um, said, but when, that was the biggest one. I think another one was, oh, this is really funny. So Q&As are really bad, usually. Like people oh, they're ask usually stupid awful. Questions. Yeah, especially... <laughs> Like this one was even one for the guild, so everyone there was technically like an industry member, and he and they should know he, what they're doing. <laughs> they should, and he—it's so funny. He when they opened it up for questions, he goes, "Okay, I don't want anyone coming up to the mic with things like, uh, this is uh, more of a uh, opinion and a question, oh, or thank you so much for what you do. I'm a huge fan. I just want to say that. Thank you so much." <laughs> and then the room was like. Dead. like no one wanted to go for questions with yeah. him it was so good it's like, um, it's like when seinfeld asks the crowd at the end of his sets to ask him questions and then he makes fun of them it's yes, like it's something he does. but i absolutely i've seen uh yeah. i went to one for john c Riley for his like sister brothers film they had sf film fest so oh, they do nice. a bunch of that stuff and it was amazing but like the q a was, was awful awful yeah. moderator yeah awful questions and then like the very like a week later, we went to one for Booksmart where the moderator was excellent. The questions from the audience were excellent. And you had the whole yeah. cast and like director there. So, yeah, that yeah. can be pulling teeth. But like one of the things you mentioned Absolutely. about like the the youth and like the like the, I guess, um, innocence of war. You're right. Yeah. Like I, I can't I'm trying to think of like I know that there's at least one or two in the back of my mind war movies, you know, with kids. But like, like this Boy in the striped pajamas is like one. But that one's very very yeah. somber. I think usually they're like about, oh, this kid is suffering or this is so painful. And this movie, it is kind of doing the thing of like, oh, there are good guys on both sides, but it's not even that he's a good guy. It's that he's a child, you know, it's right. like a child can't be evil. It's just, he like, he thinks this club is cool, you know? Yeah. Everything with him. And I just want to say like everything with him and his friend at the camp, like was <laughs> just gold like yeah absolutely that they their relationship and the way they talked about everything and that they were just like so caught up in the thrill of it all that they don't <laughs> so really cute. see any of like you it's hard to be upset when you're like seeing the film through their eyes yeah. and knowing what you know as an adult but seeing like everything just kind of meet at the center uh but yeah that was that it's absolutely like one of the things I it's loved about crazy. this film is the innocence of them and, and yeah. seeing it in their eyes. And like to the people that say, you know, quote unquote, like it wasn't mean enough to Nazis. Like it's almost 2020. Like it, <laughs> do we need to like <laughs> state the obvious? Like I think yeah. it's, it's yeah. just like one of those things where it's like, it, it, 
I, I, there has to be like some sort of previous uh, <laughs> research or re, you know or experience with it to like I yeah. guess fully enjoy this. Uh, For but, sure, you have to have context, obviously. Yeah. But like, no, it doesn't exist in a va- you know it, nothing exists in a vacuum. Like everyone, yeah. like if if you expect this movie to explain that Nazis are evil to you, what level are you operating? Yeah, on? exactly. It was a comedy. <laughs> I mean, it was that is operating at no level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I really liked it, and um, yeah, I, I just overall, you're right. Like I think what he brought up about the kids is wonderful. And uh, did you get any sort of good questions from the Q and A, or was like everyone just like um, kind of put in their place? I'm, I'm going to tag what you just said a second ago about the kids, because I guess it's both of their first times acting on film, uh, which I think yeah. is pretty unreal. Uh, the Golden Glo- not to date this, but the Golden Globes came out today. And although the Golden Globes are shitty and bad and stupid, but the, <laughs> yeah. they did nominate uh, the lead Roman Griffiths, Griffin Davies, I think is his name. Uh, is that for Jojo? Yeah. Yeah. Jojo as Excellent. best actor for comedy, which is pretty wild to think about and i think he is truly doing so much in this movie because he's literally 10 years old his first time acting on film and he is having to communicate so many different emotions over the course of it like because his scenes with any given he's literally in every scene in the movie and I think except for like one or two maybe, but because he has a different dynamic with every character in the movie. He has a different dynamic yeah. with his mother that he has with uh, his best friend than he has with uh, Hitler. Then he yeah. has and a really different dynamic with uh, Thomas and Mackenzie's character, uh, Elsa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And like, and I, yeah, it's, Go ahead, sorry. it's pretty wild. I, and I also wanted to say that just uh, Yorkie, his friend, every line in this movie that he has absolutely oh, crushed it destroys <laughs> yeah, yeah crushed it. so he's so funny i cannot believe his timing and his delivery is just unreal good yeah oh like, yeah 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 the, they, they were one of my favorite like favorite combos the two of them they just really work well together and like it's it, you had mentioned like you know yeah he he has all of the scenes and while you have all of these other great actors it's such a weird thing to imagine that they're going to be good at these lines, but like, and they can only prop up other actors so much, but he does such a wonderful job acting with all of these other people. And absolutely. I hope we see him and more stuff. I imagine we will. Yeah. I, 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 but I I agree. Like, you know, he had Scarlett Johansson who easily could have just been propping him up with her amazingness. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's good in this, even though I have no idea what her accent is really. Oh, fair. I, like... I didn't even. This was actually, you know, it's funny. I I don't get me wrong. Like, I really like Scarlett Johansson, but this has to be one of my favorite roles by her. Like, I've I, I've never really given it a lot of thought because I'm just used to her. For the most most of the stuff I've seen her in has been Marvel films. You know, I've right. seen other stuff, smaller projects and bigger projects that she's done, no question. But like. I'm mostly familiar with her from Marvel and like this, I just remember leaving this and be like, Oh man, her comedy is great. Like she's got good comedy chops. <laughs> and, uh, it was like very oh, yeah, similar to so me funny. when, uh, when they did the same thing with, uh, Hemsworth, you know, who knew like great comedy chops, but <laughs> they have them and just give them more of yep. those types of roles. And she was so sweet and endearing, but you're right. Like he, he did so much of the work in this film and, and, uh, 
and that a lot you know it's great that he was nominated yeah mitchell you brought up the emotions and i definitely want to talk about mm-hmm. like the emotional spectrum of this movie because every time jojo <laughs> is going through something the audience is going through it with them all the highs and all the lows you have hilarious moments in this and then you have utterly heartbreaking moments in this and taika manages yeah. to find a way to balance all of that out so even though these heartbreaking things happen you find a way to walk out of the theater and be like wow that was such a good time and then you just have to sit there with your own emotions and you're like so many things happened (laughs) i felt so many things for me it kind of reminded me of watching coco even though coco doesn't have nearly as hilarious of moments but just because of everything that went on in coco i was like whoo that was an emotional roller coaster (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the I want to ju- uh, for a second. Just I love the uh, the motif of the the tying the shoes and looking at the the feet and seeing the mom's feet dancing all of those times. And then because you see the people hanging and you see their shoes like early on in the film, and the fact that I don't think anyone could see. Oh, the mom gets caught and he discovers her. I didn't see that coming at all. I didn't. See it that. makes. I was, and it makes so much sense. And I couldn't believe perfect. I was so, so caught obvious. up in the moment. I was, it was a gut punch and I loved yeah. it. It was like, because that's, that's where my head was at, where I was like, oh, this is such a happy film, you know? And then you forget. Mm-hmm. And it's like back to reality. This is a, a film about war. You know, it's like, yeah. that, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to, that like, totally took me by surprise and I shouldn't, <laughs> it shouldn't no, have. It's so good. It's such a good, because it's like so, when you see it, you're like, oh my God, it's so obvious. How did I not see this coming? But the film just, it sets it up in a way that's so like deft and so good. And like, that's, I think he, I think he talked about um, how, or maybe it wasn't him, but it was somebody recently, I've been listening to a lot of awardsy podcasts and discussions and interviews and what have you, but just people, it might've been him, it might've been someone else said that you when people are laughing they are more like emotionally open and vulnerable so when you have things something that makes somebody laugh like hysterically you can also have things that cut to the deeper emotions and it can work together that's i think my favorite like genre of things is like i call them sad coms people call them dramedies <laughs> i would say like stuff like this Stuff like Marriage Story is another movie oh that's God. out right that's now. That's on my list. No spoilers. Same. <laughs> I, I've heard it's, it's, that's what I keep hearing is that it's like excellently acted, gut-wrenchingly mm-hmm. sad. Yes. It, she Scarlet is in that. She is incredible in that. Uh, but it is the entire movie. You're, you're really on a roller coaster of either laughing hysterically or having intense dread and sadness at how these people's lives are playing out. And this is kind of similar. Like he is able, like this is a lot more lighthearted than a movie about divorce, but um, that you are able to tap into when you, when people, when you have your audience and when you're doing such a good job of making them laugh and putting them in this uh, certain mindset, you can like Trojan horse it with these deeper feelings and emotions. And I think this movie is just a great example of just really effective uh, writing and direction that is able to pull this, pull such a difficult, but like such a just, ugh, that that twist is so good. And, and I yeah, feel like, just, you know, we, we haven't yeah. even mentioned it. And we, like we've spoken of the, the woman 
who plays uh, the girl in the in in the wall? Uh, uh, Elsa. She is wonderful. She was. Oh, she's incredible. They were. I mean, like we said, you know, he definitely is in all of the scenes. But the scenes that they shared were so wonderful as well. You know, mm-hmm. just the yeah. fact that, you know, they're already taking us for a huge ride. This whole movie, when they're like talking about all of the things about Jews and like these ridiculous things that they tell <laughs> people, and it's like. You're already laughing, but they're like saying it so seriously. And then I don't think he really gets it until she's like taking him for a ride all those times at the beginning, you know, and I I think that's what was so playful (laughs) and funny about the whole thing. It was just like, oh, my God, do you not see how this how ridiculous is the whole book and everything? That whole setup was just wonderful. (laughs) You who, Jude? I do have something. I do have something on her. Uh, Somebody asked about her and what like the process was for watch for what they um, how they made these actors like prepare. And he said that he had her watch exclusively like teen comedies about bullying so like uh mean girls and clueless and stuff of that nature because he wanted her to be a bully he thought that (laughs) that would be a lot more interesting than like a sad somber person and i think that's that kind of empowers her character because she does have she does come at jojo so aggressively from the first time that they meet like it's played like a horror movie almost you see her hand like creeping out of the wall and it's kind of played for comedy but it like to him he's truly horrified at what he perceives to be a monster and then she just kind of takes that and runs with it um for the first like for their first chunk of interactions and for a a large part of the movie is her trying to be uh, she's on the offensive with him because she's trying to prove that no you're a stupid idiot who's been tricked by these monsters (laughs) who like have this essentially boys club that appeals to little boys and that's what is happening here yeah i love the way she's so succinctly like put it together where she's just like you're not a monster you are a little boy who likes to like play dress up basically or something she said something like that when he was starting to put it together near the end of the film or in the middle or Mm -hmm. something like that and i yeah that was that was delightful i also love that they take time to foster that connection between the two of them. It's slowly happening and Jojo is kind of figuring things out on the fly because his father's gone. His mother dies while she's still hiding in the walls and he's just left here with Elsa and he's a 10 year old who's all alone pretty much aside from this weird girl hiding in the wall to him and so the way they work through that it was just so impressive with every scene they had together like you said jonathan it was just so great to see those personalities of the characters clash and then come together in the end yeah absolutely they are um she was very good uh she was one of the more like i mean in already like you know like i said everyone did a great job with their roles, but I think that uh, the two boys and her were just, they were real standouts. And uh, yeah, I really like that. The buildup of their characters, especially with him writing all the fake letters from the boyfriend, not realizing the whole time that he was actually dead and like, you know, and she was letting him go on with it because, you know, she could have been like, this is a waste of my time. Why am I doing this? But she just enjoyed his company and enjoyed 
you know, that she let the ruse continue for so long. It's just like this long con of her pranking this kid. Um, it was very sweet. You know, it's just like one of those, uh, another thing in the film to add, you know, to already something being seen through a kid's eyes is like all of the humor is really lighthearted and not mean. And I think that's actually, you know, saying it out loud, I think that's one of the things that I, I don't think this film would be funny if you were meaner to the Nazis and meaner to Hitler. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't have the same type of tone. Um, And just a lot of that would have been lost. And so I, you know, I thought that they just, they nailed it with that. Yeah. I think that's a hard thing for people to wrap their heads around just because when you typically, when you see like satire of this nature, it is trying to be very like aggressive and biting and really trying to take these people down because they are so horrible, obviously. But that's another thing about it being a war movie from a children's perspective is that it has to operate on that level. It has to be very like silly and goofy and play to a certain audience rather than be like, like if the Nazis were like, throwing kids into or if it showed like the nazis like cremating jews and like made a joke out of that or something to that nature like it wouldn't really work here because it is trying to operate on that level they do a very nice job of taking a very serious message that's in this movie and coming at it from a comedic childish standpoint you know jojo doesn't know any better so he doesn't understand that Jewish people are just people. And it takes its time with teaching that to him. And I think that message throughout the movie of just connecting with people who are different than you and how they're still people is something that I don't want to say the movie necessarily sneaks in because that's definitely one of the main points of this movie during this wartime, but it's just so cleverly done. You can't help but love it. I don't know if I've heard anyone say they didn't like this movie. I, uh, I saw it a second time with my folks. I don't think they loved it. Okay. <laughs> I, I also don't think, but I don't think that like, to be fair, I showed them what we do in the shadows, which once again, I consider one of my favorite films and they just didn't care for it. Um, so <laughs> I think that, that it's just like, known. they're not into his humor, you know, and some people, but I, I would have to say people around our age, uh, you know, yeah. late 20s, early 30s, most of the people I've talked to that have seen it really enjoyed it. Our friend group definitely jumped on it, for sure. <laughs> it's funny. My friend group really likes it. Like, everyone I know, like, in person, pretty much, that has seen it, they think has really liked it. But a yeah. lot of the people I follow on Letterboxd and a lot of the critics I follow actually didn't love it, which is yeah, very it was crazy to me. me that it had like... Yeah. It had like a, something like a high sixty, something like that. I think it's a I, tough sell. It's and it's, it's hard like for it, and I to... I was and you're right. Like I was talking to a friend of mine and I was trying to convince him to see it, and he was just like, you know, I just don't think it. Like and I, I God, I hate repeating this because like he's a very smart person and he was right. just like, you know, given the nature of like what it's about, I just don't see how I could see that being funny. And I'm just yeah, like, it's. It's, you have to give it a you know, shot. People are, you know? They're apprehensive. It's yeah, it's uh, people have, especially nowadays. There's a lot of like defensiveness, and it's oftentimes warranted. And you know, sometimes people are. Uh, this is this movie is not something. I, it's interesting that they are putting pushing it for awards to me because when I saw it, I was like, "Well, this is great," but 
I have trouble believing that every, that this how like what what a greater audience will feel about this movie. Like I feel like it is doing things that are so dicey that people a lot are just going to not be able to get on that or not going to be able to vibe yeah. on the level of it just because it is threading such a such a needle, you know? It's like yeah, it's hitting yeah. such a such a specific tone that it shouldn't be able to do because it is an incredibly narrow thing to hit. But I think, and it, I think for me, it works. I think for a lot of people, it works, not, not for everyone. And it probably won't win a ton of stuff, but it's nice no. for it to be getting some rec recognition. recognition. And yeah. I think if you're a fan of Taika's work and any of his other movies or just his general style, that it's a win. You, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a win. Yeah, it's like, for sure. Absolutely. It's another film that like when I when I tell people to see what we do in the shadows, if they say, oh, I've seen that, I'll be like, have you seen Jojo Rabbit? You know, or Jojo Rabbit, if they love Jojo Rabbit, I'm just be like, well, then you have to see what we do in the shadows. Um, and I, I should mention, like, I don't know, maybe it was just after Twilight, but I hated vampires for the longest time. <laughs> I felt like they were so overdone at that point, you know, because everyone was doing it because that was the hot thing. Yeah. And uh, so I remember when my friend started elevator pitching it to me and I was just like, oh, my God, did you just say vampires? And he's like, no, 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 no. Trust me. He's like, it's shot like, you know, like a mockumentary. You know, you're going to really enjoy this. Um, and it's he so like, you know, he that is his style. He is very mm -hmm. much a silly person, even though the movie, I think it's a rated R film and there might be some cursing or something in general. He could make he's shown, um, you know, with with Thor, he can make stuff that's funny and doesn't have to be super adult. Uh, even this film, I think it was probably rated R, but I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there might've been some cursing or something, but there wasn't exactly like a lot of violence. He, I think it was just tell, cursing. He does tell Hitler to fuck off and yes. kicks him through the window. Yes. Through the window. <laughs> <laughs> it might be PG 13 actually. Cause I think that that might you're be allowed their one, one. Their one, one just one. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're I think somebody's like letterbox review was like, Somebody's letterbox review was like greatest use of a single fuck in a movie, in a, a PG thirteen movie, maybe. Absolutely. Uh, ever. <laughs> I would say that was definitely one of my favorite moments of the film. Oh, there's uh, so many good ones. Yeah. When, what, when, what were some uh, of yours? When Yorkie walks up to him at the end, and he's like, "Yeah, I somehow can't die." It's so good. <laughs> oh, I, so many good Yorkie moments. <laughs> what was he saying about his shirt? Where he's like, "I think it's paper." Oh yeah, the, he has. He's wearing the uniform that's made out of cardboard because they've run out of money. Yes, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> All of that stuff, like oh my god, everything where it's like, oh yes, oh. we're totally winning the war, you know, and like the mom was the only one who was like kind of seeing the what's going on. Fucking part where they're, uh, it's like a throwaway joke, but it's so funny of the, where he's like, I said you should get dogs, not actual oh German, German shepherds. shepherds. Yes. So, so stupid. It's such so a stupid good. joke, but it works. So it good. Works. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think, I think so you know, it's hilarious. I think that might have been the only joke that I heard my dad laugh at <laughs> in the entire <laughs> film when we were sitting. Uh, and like, I know because we, we end up seeing it back where they live. And there aren't a lot of people that go to those theaters. It's a small, <laughs> small town. And so I was sitting, you know, right next to him. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that was the only audible ha. I got out of him the entire <laughs> film and he didn't like, neither of them hated it. Neither of them were like, Oh, it's awful. And why did you Just drag wasn't. me to that? They, you know, 
that's what my mom said after she saw Logan. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite the movie to take your mom to. <laughs> she doesn't like violence. She tough like sells a little bit. Sells. My folks, I'm not really doing a great job selling my folks right now. I love my dad. Uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 that was definitely like, yeah. I, I, Deanna, what was like some of your favorite moments from the film? I think pretty much every time Yorkie showed up, there was just something funny going on. But one that I really found hilarious was when he just drops like the bazooka or something and it blows <laughs> up the building and he's like, oh, oops, you know, kind of thing. And it's yeah. just so perfectly timed either Kids with his war. one liners or his reactions <laughs> to things. And I mean, you yeah, had a lot of great so Jojo moments too. And I really like that moment between Jojo and his mom where she, you know, puts her hand in the fire place and smears the beard on her and yes. acts like his dad oh. it was just such yeah. a nice moment from scarlett johansson that was one of my favorites uh, yeah it, it was so good and it's so hard to pick favorite moments too because yeah. everything was so good in this like yes yeah, since you brought her up that scene great. where they're going up the stairs and she ties his shoelaces together and yes <laughs> she's like, just walked, she's just better hurry up you're slowing me down like all of that is everything that anytime they share a scene together or him yeah. and Yorkie share a scene together, it's like you were 100% focused on what was going on and what the dialogue was. Cause, yeah. and Yorkie's delivery is just so innocent. Everything Incredible. they do is so innocent. I would, I was just thinking about this. I was just like, man, if they cast either of those two kids in stranger things, I'd be the happiest person in the world. You know, just oh, put them, but they're too, I think they're too young compared to the other kids now. But like yeah. those kids, I, I have a feeling uh, the two of them yeah. are going to hopefully. hopefully have many awesome movies, you know, yeah, in the future. But they were I also want to credit this movie a ton for being one of the only, I don't, I don't want to like dunk on this actress, but this is one of the funniest Rebel Wilson performances I've seen. Mm. And she is very good in this. Yeah, uh, she's, I, I find that she's very, she's good in small doses. Like I love her role in uh, Bridesmaids. Her oh, yeah. role, that was the first thing I ever saw her in. And she had yeah. so many funny lines. And I think she is funny in general. I do think in general that she is very, mm -hmm. she's funny. But like you, I it sounds like you're not loving like most of the movies you've seen her in. And I think uh, that. Yeah, I I think she has the ability to do lots of different things, but the thing that she has been doing for a while now yeah. is not my jam, but she's in this and she's great. She hands a bunch of kids guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But everything yeah. about that. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about this because I feel like we talked about the scene where he discovers um, his mother. Yeah. And But there's also that big sequence towards the end of the film, uh, the one that you just touched on, where, like, the war has come to their town mm -hmm. and everyone, like, the kids are all running, all these children are running with rifles and uh, Rebel Wilson's handing out guns and you see, like, old ladies, like, being taught to use RPG launchers just in the background and you see just all these like poor townsfolk having to participate in this war and I guess, yeah, or they're getting wrecked, you know, Teka said that he, when he was doing research for this, that a lot of those, the images in that were actually things that he picture photographs that he saw from uh, world war two stuff of that nature. Like he said, the, wow. the image of the, the group of old ladies with rifles 
uh, was an actual picture that he saw. And he said that um, as he studied more, like, he saw all of the ridiculous stuff. He's like, some of the more ridiculous stuff in this movie is is true. Like, yeah. some of the stuff I saw, like, if I had put it in the movie, would have been too ridiculous, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. he had to draw the line that, somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. But that scene plays as, like, this major moment where Jojo finally realizes, like, the con- the, the consequences and, like, the true meaning of these things that he has built his, like, worldview around, like, the, the what the Nazis are doing. They're handing children guns and sending them off into enemy fire. They're forcing everyone in this town to participate in this war that they know they're going to lose. And you see, like, the explosions happening. You see people flying through the air. It's a very climactic not climactic but just a very a big turning point for him and you can tell that it's it's truly this moment where he realizes um what it all means and i think it's played really well i think it's effectively communicated the only character that i feel like the movie kind of leaves on the table a little bit is uh the sam rockwell character okay because i i think in the first cut that i saw there wasn't that scene after that war scene where um him and jojo get captured and then oh he yeah which i thought was him. very important i thought that was such yes. a great scene yeah, that is a really good scene where he kind of sacrifices, he basically sacrifices himself so that Jojo can have that moment of escape and sort of be free. But yeah, I think his character is like quote, uh, quoted as being queer with, what's the other guy's name? The, oh, the, guy the from dude Game from uh, Game of Thrones. Reek? Uh, Reek? Alf- you don't, I don't really. Alfie Allen. Alfie Allen. I did catch on to that too. Yeah, I think they're coded as being like secret gay Nazis who mm-hmm. are trapped in it. And I think that's sort of the, I think the idea is that he, he since he was trapped in this life and he, uh, it was him sort of sacrificing himself to help Jojo because he also had been, he like was a secret person that hated Nazis. But yeah, I feel like that's not entirely uh, super clear. I only, I've really only gotten to it after watching it a few times. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that that war scene is great. I mean, they like they really put it, you know, they, they like I felt like they tried their best to like, you know, really drive it home with that moment that they it. share at the end yeah. where they're just like, yeah. you know, True. they stare at each other in the face and they're very wrong. Like, I thought it was kind of cute, but at the same time, I didn't think it was like necessary to end the story. But I did think it was mm-hmm. I did. I guess now thinking about it, I guess that kind of like explains like the magnificent outfit that he has drawn yeah, up and exactly. done i guess that like yeah. i guess that was kind of another i didn't have a problem like personally yeah. i didn't have a problem with it but like i definitely i could see you know I, I could see why it'd be a little confusing or some people may not dig yeah. it um but I, yeah, yeah i, think I, I thought kind they, of, were, they were fun yeah i think it's kind of like okay i'm gay i had to join the military because it's what you do and i'm just mm-hmm. gonna express yeah. myself in this I didn't way because it is part. really you're right the it is like really the only way that i have to express this part of myself and yeah. it's the only thing i can do here really because i'm kind of fucked you know yeah. also all the drawings of his suits yeah 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 yeah, yeah okay. exactly all the feathery additions to exactly. his uniform and everything like that that's when i think it started hitting for me that i was like okay this is who this character is supposed to be. And I know there's so much to unpack with this movie, but I do want to make sure we talk about the score because it's one of those things where for me, a score is a lot better when I don't actively notice it. And it just sort of makes the movie a better all around experience. And I think that's what this movie did really well too. And 
I was reading this article in Variety about various scores from movies this year, and the last one is on Jojo Rabbit, and the composer mentioned approaching this from a child's perspective. So the score is a little more playful at times, but then, you know, during the war scenes, you have so many sound effects and just this overwhelming sense of emotion that the score just kind of flows right through with every emotion that you're feeling. I, I just looked it up. Did you know who did the score for this? <laughs> it's uh, Michael. I, for, I always forget how to pronounce his name. Giacino? Giacino? Giacino, maybe? Yeah, he does everything. He's yeah. amazing. I didn't realize. <laughs> and it's funny. I didn't even, when you start talking about yeah. the soundtrack, I'm like trying to think about it. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice it. But I know that what I heard, I liked. I, I was thinking about the oh. soundtrack. You know, the soundtrack. Mm. Oh, really, all the German pop songs. All the German <laughs> pop songs. Like, I love that. But, like, okay. you're right. Like, the score. Now, I, and I'm actually looking up. It's funny. The only songs on Apple Music from the soundtrack that are available are the score songs. So, like, the stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, Rosie's Nocturne, A Butterfly's Wings, JoJo's yeah. Theme. Like, those are the the yeah. only one. The original score songs are the only ones on the soundtrack that I can get without without buying the soundtrack. Damn you, Apple! <laughs> but I'll definitely be listening to this later. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I was gonna say that uh, those German Beatles songs. They did record a, a handful of their songs in German right when they came out uh, in the sixties, yeah. which was a thing. Yeah. So. Those are real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had the same thing with my folks. I thought this, I thought that they were just re-recorded either for the movie or just been done as covers a few years ago. And my folks were like, no, I'm pretty sure that's, that's actually them. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. They just had a lot of nice touches with the score and soundtrack that you don't necessarily notice in the moment, but it's more when you sit down and look back on the movie, like we've been doing here. But do you guys have any final thoughts on this before we wrap up? I have pretty much gotten it all out. <laughs> How about you, Mitchell? Yeah, I was gonna say it's just one of my favorite movies of the year. It's definitely one of those things that I think is very unique. I don't think there are a lot of movies like this i think every type of movie has something and yeah i I hope it does well i don't think it's probably going to win any awards but i really hope that people enjoy this and enjoy talking about it and have different perspectives on it and it gets people talking and feeling something yeah yeah i feel the same way i feel i i feel like it was a very nice moment in you know i think a year of some pretty good films uh and you're right probably won't win a lot of awards unfortunately but it definitely is Got these new actors on our radars. Uh, it, it it was a pleasant film and definitely will add to his arsenal of films that I find are funny. Uh, I'm I'm definitely going to go check out his other ones now. I mean, I've already and I was already definitely. considering myself a fan. So we know Deanna's going to finally <laughs> go uh, yeah. watch Hunt for the we, Wilder People. Kind of has a similar vibe, I guess, because it is also about a young uh, a kid as his boy. Um, mm-hmm. Very different circumstances, uh, obviously, but similar similar ideas and similar themes and tone and, and sense of humor. And I think that you'll definitely love them. Hunt for the Wilder People is wonderful. 
So. All right, cool. I will, I will get back to you on that, but I'm sure I will love it as well. We both have homework now, Jonathan. We have homework it's not to just do. me. Yeah. <laughs> I always have Sorry, homework to do, it seems everyone. like. <laughs> okay, it's okay. It's totally fine. It's homework I want to uh, complete and participate in. So. It's the fun kind of homework. Right. Yeah, it's fun homework, exactly. Great. You know, I know I text both of you quite a bit about what movies to go see because you guys mm. now get to see things sooner than I do. And with this one, you guys definitely convinced me to go see it as soon as I could, pretty much when it hit theaters here. And I'm really glad that I got the theater experience with this because I think it's going to be something that a lot of people probably stream. I think this is a very rewatchable movie because it's not too heavy yeah. to where you're like, oh my God, I'm exhausted after watching that, which is how I felt with something like Joker because that was exhausting (laughs) so you have this fun movie that has this serious message and you know i don't often give movies five stars i maybe do it like once or twice a year and mitchell and jonathan i know you're both on letterboxd as well so i'm always like stalking people's (laughs) profiles i told mitchell the other day i was like i've missed a lot of movies so i'm gonna go stock your letterboxd i'll be right back (laughs) yeah and i'm pretty good about i'm actually pretty good about staying current on it now so doing my best yeah Yeah, so (laughs) i will link to all of our letterboxd profiles for people in the show notes and any articles and videos for this that we want you guys to see but Mitchell and Jonathan, thank you so much for making time to talk about this one. It was definitely one I wanted to get covered because it feels like such an important movie, even though it's a comedy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having us. For sure. Anytime. I think that comedies should be important. I think it's better when you can laugh at something and have a good time, but also feel like when you can experience like a spectrum of emotions rather than just being sad or just being thrilled, you know, it's, I think that's always better when a film yeah. can, can bend you in those ways. Yes. You know? yeah. I think yeah. and you're right. Absolutely. This film did such a wonderful job of that with everything from the women that, that supported this cast, uh, with, uh, with Scarlett and, uh, so Elsie, Elsa, Elsa. I, Elsa the is the character Thomason. name. The character, yes. Yeah, Thomason exactly. McKenzie. Thomason McKenzie, excuse me, Thomason McKenzie. Scarlett and Roman and Thomason and Taika. <laughs> yeah, there's just so many amazing <laughs> people that I, I'm, I'm having <laughs> trouble with the names. But yeah, they uh, everyone did such a wonderful job. But yeah, the, the gut punches that you got from this very overly comedic film and then you get the gut punches you do get they hit so well and it yeah it was just a wonderfully balanced film as a result and uh, i will definitely be re-watching it or buying it when it hits itunes i, yeah. I suppose nice well that wraps up our discussion today quickly before we go i want to let you all know that you can support the podcast on patreon There will be a link in the show notes for that. If you don't want to give up some of your money for this, you can leave a rating and review. That's a nice free way to support the podcast. You can also follow us at Geekdom Pod on Twitter and Welcome to Geekdom on Instagram and Facebook. Guys, thank you again. Thank you. Of course. And to our listeners, as always, thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.